Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Healthcare Pulse. I am your host, Rich Blooney, and I am so excited to be here. Let me tell you a little bit about me. So I've been a registered nurse for almost 26 years at this point. Time flies when you're having fun in healthcare. I work with Studer Group, which is a Huron solution. I've been here for 11 years. I'm one of the national speakers with Studer Group and also fortunate enough to have written three books, Inspired Nurse, a book called Oh No, Not More of That Fluffy Stuff, The Power of Engagement, and my most recent book, Inspired Nurse 2. You always have to have a follow-up to the first one, right? I'm so excited to be here, and as you heard from the introduction, we're going to have some amazing guests and experts in their field to talk about a whole bunch of fun stuff. But in this particular episode, it's all about me. It's just me. It's just me, but that's okay because I'm excited to be here. I'm going to call this episode Guilty, Tired, and in Need of Coffee. I know as I just said that, some of you just raised your hands up and nodded your head and said, yes, because you have been there. You know, when I think about a time in my life where I was guilty, tired, and in need of coffee, it brings together for me a, a kind of a, a period of time more than just one particular story. Um, one of the places where I worked that really molded who I am was a pediatric intensive care unit in Miami. It was a tough place to work, but it was also a place where I think I always felt very close to my why. Sometimes when you're close to your why, it can be painful. Your why is your trigger. Your why is what fuels you. Your why is your passion, your heart. But those can be very soft, kind of sensitive spots. I remember I was on a fifth 12-hour shift of a six 12-hour shifts in a row kind of period of time, you know, trying to make that overtime, and had seen a lot of tough stuff that week. Um, we had several children with real significant injuries, and on this particular day, um, we had a child pass away. And I distinctly remember the child, I remember the family, I remember who I was working with, and I remember as we were cleaning up, um, I was having a tough time. Um, the child did not survive their injuries and we were just crushed by it. And a good friend of mine kind of came up to me as I was putting things away and you know you have those quiet kind of reflective moments when you've had a tough event. And she said, how are you feeling? And I looked up at her and I distinctly remember saying, guilty, tired, and in need of coffee. And even in that kind of dark moment, we both just had that little bit of a release and kind of just laughed. And she said, come on, I can help you out with one of those. And we took our break and went and sat down and had a cup of coffee. And, and I think back over that day and that experience, why did I feel that way? Well, the tired is kind of obvious. I mean, I was on a <laughs> number five, 12-hour shifts of six in a row. The guilty might be obvious as well. I was just crushed that we couldn't save this child. The need of coffee, I think, is also kind of obvious because, you know, when you're doing 512, sometimes the coffee is the thing that keeps you going. But what was the most important part was that I got to sit with someone that I cared about, that I work with, that understood where I was and who I was and what I was going through. And we kind of spent that time in a break room and we kind of cried and we laughed and we shook our heads and we drank that coffee and then we got up and we went back out there to do more of what we had to do, which was healthcare. And in my case, taking care of critically ill children. 
I think that's something without question that we're really good at in healthcare. I think beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you work in healthcare, you're good at taking care of other people. That's your strong point. Here's what you're not so good at. <laughs> you're terrible at taking care of yourself. You really are, and you know it. And you know what, I'm as guilty of this as anybody else. At that time in my life, I was so focused on what I could do for other people, so focused on my patients, so focused on learning more, so focused on the family, so focused on the children, and, and, I, and I had to be. That's what I was there for. That, that was my whole purpose. But I found myself over and over again with having the same kind of feeling, guilty, tired, and in need of coffee. And finally one day I sat down and I said to myself, this is not a good state to be in. Being guilty, tired, and in need of coffee is, I mean, in need of coffee is great. I mean, I'm in need of coffee right now. <laughs> we all have those moments. Okay, so you can scratch that one. But the guilty and tired part, no. You know, you can't do anything about what comes through the door. You, you can't really change or deal with or, or move the level of acuity that you're going to face or the difficulty of the patient you're going to take care of or even the interactions you have with, with the families and, and the patient's loved ones and, and sometimes even with each other. I mean, those, those can all be challenging. But what you can do is you can have some control over how you think, how you process it, and what you do with it. Through these podcasts, when I'm speaking with other people, um, I'm going to ask them some questions just to get to know them a little bit better. Um, one of the questions you're going to hear me ask from time to time is going to be, what's the best advice you've ever been given? And when I was thinking about asking that question, of course I had to ask it of myself. What's the best advice I've ever been given? Now, the answer is not gonna be some like world-changing thing that you've never heard before. Some of you might even roll your eyes, that's okay. I've got a teenager, I understand I roll very well, I speak that language. But honestly, the best advice I've ever been given was this. No matter what you're facing, how tough it is, how bad it is, how intense it is, how negative, negative of a situation it is, find the good. Find that moment, find that blessing, find that silver lining. Gosh, I know it is so cliche, but I gotta tell you something, maybe the reason why it's cliche is because it is so true. Truth is truth is truth is truth. And even on this horrible day that I had at work, where we lost a beautiful child to a horrible accident, and I was struggling emotionally, I was struggling physically, I was struggling spiritually. You know where the good was? The good was having a friend come over and say, how are you doing? The good was that I was blessed and fortunate enough to have somebody to sit down with to have a cup of coffee. I wasn't alone. A cup of coffee is always better when shared with someone that cares about you. So what do you do? Well, you've got to do some things to take care of yourself. So first and foremost, if I may, you're kind of already doing that right now. If you're sitting in your car listening to this podcast or maybe on a break or sitting in a parking lot somewhere or walking around your house, you know, doing laundry and you got your earphones in, you're listening to this podcast. And so if I can be so presumptuous, maybe this is a first step to taking care of yourself. Learning is a great way to take care of yourself. You know, I, I use this analogy when I speak a lot, but I always think, because I fly all the time and I'm on airplanes so much, they do this great safety talk. I practically have it memorized. If you've ever been on an airplane, they talk about 
if the oxygen masks fall and you're flying with someone that needs help, who are you supposed to put the mask on first? Well, us folks in healthcare, most of us, our immediate reaction would be everyone else, right? You're, you're gonna run up and down the aisle, fit testing everybody, making sure the oxygen masks fit them so everybody's doing great. But the only problem with that is, if you put the oxygen mask on everybody else, you're gonna be the one that gets hypoxic. You're gonna be the one lacking oxygen, and you're gonna pass out in the aisle, and they're gonna all step on you as they exit the plane, dropping bags of used peanuts on your face. <laughs> Not a pretty look. The person you gotta put the oxygen mask on first is you. If you can't breathe, you can't help me. If you're gasping for air, what makes you think you can make a difference for me in my life? What makes you think you can heal me or bring your best to me? So how do you take care of yourself? Well, going back to that advice of finding the good, I think that comes down to gratitude. And it's something that we hear about a lot, but I have to tell you something. When I incorporated gratitude into my daily life, it changed everything about who I was. It changed how I looked at things, even on tough days and even in tough weeks. And quite honestly, I've been having a tough couple of weeks. And I'll find myself saying, what can I be grateful for in this moment? Even in the toughest of times, there's something. Even when I was dealing with a tragedy at work, there was the gratitude of having a friend. There was the gratitude of having a warm cup of coffee and the fact that there was two Splendas left somewhere in there just for me so that my coffee could taste a little sweeter. When you're having a tough time, when you're stressed, when you're feeling a little burnt out, when you're guilty and when you're tired, if you can just stop and say, where is the good in this right now? What can I learn from this? Sometimes you gotta stretch, man. Sometimes it'll be just like, hey, I worked with fun people, or it didn't rain when I was walking to my car, or you know, it was you know, baked potato bar salad day in the cafeteria, <laughs> or whatever it is but it's just scratching through everything to find that one thing. Kind of like a bag of chips, to be honest with you. I think when you start looking for that one thing you're grateful for, it's like all of a sudden, like you can't just have one potato chip, it's all of a sudden you start to find another thing and then it connects to another thing and then another thing and then another thing. Look, you pour yourself out with the work that you do every day. You do, you're, you're kind of like a water bottle. Every day, you come to work and you pour a little bit of yourself out. You're all these different people when you work in healthcare. You pour yourself out physically, you pour yourself out mentally, you pour yourself out intellectually, you pour yourself out spiritually. You're constantly pouring out. So if you think about the concept of pouring out, if you think of yourself as a vessel that's always pouring out and you never add anything back to, like if you're always emptying a vessel and never adding back to the vessel, eventually the vessel becomes empty. And that's when you end up guilty, tired, and in need of coffee. So gratitude. This is what I want you to do. I want you to start it today. When you finish with this podcast, I want you just to take a moment of reflection. You could set your timer for 60 seconds. It doesn't have to be longer than that. And I want you just to run through your mind, or if you're a real high performer in type A, maybe write it down or type it into your phone on notes. What's something you're grateful for? It could be anything you want. It could be as good weather today. Could be your dog is healthy. Could be you have some significant other in your life who's been real sweet to you. Could be there is chocolate pie waiting for you when you get home tonight that someone dropped off at the house yesterday and you know that is exactly what you're gonna eat after dinner. It could be anything you want, but I want you to start running through your mind what you're grateful for. When you're having a tough time, when you have a tough experience at work, a tough conversation, something negative happens, someone yells at you, someone isn't nice to you, something doesn't go well. 
Discipline yourself to pull yourself away and ask yourself, where is the good in this situation? What can I be grateful for right now in this moment? I'm just gonna promise you that if you do that, you're doing something that 99% of the population of this world doesn't do. You're taking control of your life. Most people are victims of what happens to them. Whatever comes through the door, that's their day. Whatever somebody says to them, that's their day. Whatever happens, that's their day. Your day is so much more than what has happened to you and then what somebody has said to you. Like you, you can't possibly be that much of a sponge. You, you just can't be. Instead, I want you to take back control. So first and foremost, out of the gate, gratitude. What's one or two things that you could be grateful for? And, and then I want you to think about the people in your life. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Have you ever noticed that when you're around people who are kind of negative and grumpy and that all of a sudden you kind of feel negative and grumpy? I mean, it's just kind of a natural thing. We kind of feed off of each other. It's, it's very tribal in a way, you know? Like somebody shows up and they start talking about what a bad day it was and the traffic was bad and, you know, their spouse was mean to them in the morning and the kids are being horrible. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're like, yeah, the traffic is bad and I hate my car and I hate my hair and why am I wearing blue? Blue looks horrible on me. I mean, all of a sudden you're like on this pathway to like negativity. It's like the yellow brick road instead of the land of Oz. It's the land of guilty, tired, and in need of coffee, you know, and that never ends well because basically that land is filled with the flying monkeys. That's all that's there, okay? So instead, ask yourself, like, who am I hanging out with? Who do I spend time with? That's a reflection of who you are. We all heard this when we were kids, right? Our parents all said that to us. Like, you know, I'll, I'll tell you who you are when you show me who your friends are, who you hang out with. So stop and ask yourself, like, what, what do I surround myself with at work every day? Am I, am I hanging out with the people that are kind of positive, or, or am I spending my time with the people that kind of bring me down? I call these people, the ones that bring you down, I call them psychic vampires. Psychic vampire is not sexy. That is not the cool vampire that's got the mysterious eyes and wears all black and can hypnotize you. No. Psychic vampires do not suck blood. They suck joy, happiness, and contentment out of the room. Who do you hang out with? And I want you to pay attention to that. And on your next day at work, I want you to be purposeful. If you're going to take a break, if you're going to go on a meal, if you're going to have a cup of coffee, I want you to seek out that person that cracks you up, that person that is always funny, that person that makes you smile. Listen, I can tell you easily how to find those people. There is a system. If any of you have ever worked an overtime shift, you know how to find the people. Here's what you do. If you work an overtime shift, you have two steps, right? Step number one, you look at the schedule and you look at what days you can work overtime, right? Step number two, once you figure out, oh, Tuesday, I'm off, I can work overtime on Tuesday and I can work overtime on Wednesday. What's step number two? You know what it is, come on. Step number two is you look at who's working on Tuesday and Wednesday, right? And you look at Tuesday and you go, oh, heck no, there's no way I'm working overtime with these people. And then on Wednesday, you look and you go, oh, absolutely, look who's working today. Mary's working and Lindy's working and Charlene's working and Rich is working. Absolutely, it's going to be a blast. Those are the people you take your breaks with. Those are the people you surround yourself with. When you're having a tough day, those are the people you say, hey, man, you want to go downstairs to the coffee shop and get a muffin and a cup of coffee? I need a minute. You know why? Because they replenish you. They fill your bottle. Physically, you've got to take care of yourself. 
I know it's common sense, sleep, hydration, food, what are you eating, what are you putting in your body? You've gotta do that, you've gotta make sure you do that. Have that bottle of water at work. Make sure that maybe you eat a little bit healthier once in a while. Maybe get some exercise in. Even if it's just taking a walk, when you come home from work, before you take your scrubs off, put the leash on the dog and take her for a walk around the block. Spiritually, whatever connects you to spirit, you've got to bring to the work that you do. If you pray, if you meditate, if you do mindfulness, if you like music that connects you to spirit, if it's nature, whatever it is, you've got to make sure that, you know, certainly mentally, you're always learning. What's the last book that you've read? Maybe what's the last podcast that you've listened to? I think I know the answer. But whatever it is, you have to take care of yourself there as well. Physically, mentally, intellectually, spiritually. Make sure you're looking at all those components. Listen, when you find yourself guilty, tired, and in need of coffee, there's no shame in that game. You know why you feel guilty? It's actually because of something good. You feel guilty because you care. You felt guilty because you're so passionate and you're so heartful and you're so dedicated that you felt like you let somebody down. But I wanna tell you something. You didn't. You were there. You gave your all. You put everything you had into it. Your heart was there, your mind was there, your spirit was there. Maybe you can t deal with that guilty piece a little bit better. If you're taking better care of yourself, you're not gonna feel guilty. When you can look in the mirror and you can say, you know something, I was my 100% today. When you're tired, it's because you're not taking care of your body. Maybe you're working too much. Maybe you need a vacation. Maybe you need a break. When you're in need of coffee, you know, that's okay. I'll give you a pass on that one. Nothing wrong with a cup of coffee. I need you to take care of yourself. I need you to take those moments to refill your bottle. Gratitude, who you hang out with. Those two things right out of the gate are gonna make the biggest difference you can imagine. Well, listen, I hope you got a little bit out of this. I am so excited about what we're going to be offering over the next few months. We have some amazing guests. We have some amazing folks. We're going to be talking about some things that I hope you'll find interesting. Some of it's going to be more didactic and scientific. Some of it's going to be more heartful. But whatever it is, we're going to give you the what, we're going to give you the how, we're going to give you the why. But I want to start off this whole series with you. It's all about you. How are you taking care of yourself? Hope you got a little something to help you fill your bottle. I want to tell you that if I was going to be grateful for anything, I'm grateful for every single person that's listening to this. I'm grateful for the opportunity to connect with you. And I hope I get to see you soon at a conference or a speaking event. And if you ever read any of my books and you show up at any of them, I'm always happy to sign them and talk to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope today you are feeling a little less guilty, a little more awake, and maybe drinking decaf. No, I take that back. Don't ever drink decaf. You've been listening to Healthcare Pulse, hosted by Rich Blooney and produced by Lindy Sykes. Our special thanks to all of our colleagues and collaborators at Studer Group in Huron, and most of all to you, our wonderful and awesome listeners.